0: I'm your host, Sarah Troop, and you're listening to The Cabinet of Curiosities. This week's episode The Christmas Spectre of Clarence Street. Humphrey Brooke, a 50 year old, well respected physician and lifelong bachelor, was not what most would find physically appealing. He was shorter than average, and his extremely stooped shoulders didn't help. At the end of his long, crooked nose sat a pair of spectacles, and to add to these, he was asthmatic and quite socially awkward. Dr. Brooke was the opposite of twenty-year-old Felicia Clayton. Felicia was the Belle of Liverpool, a stunningly beautiful, kind, and charming young daughter of a wealthy shipping magnate. It could be said that Felicia was the Scarlet O'Hara of Liverpool. She could have the heart of any man and was inundated with love letters, gentlemen suitors, and proposals of marriage. The pair first met. At a funeral, when Dr. Brooke was introduced to Felicia, he was overwhelmed by her beauty and kissed her hand. He stared at her during the rest of the funeral, and she responded by smiling at him a couple of times. Dr. Brooke caught sight of Felicia around town a couple of times after this, once when she was coming out of a carriage, and again as she walked down the street with a suitor. This second time, while in the suitor's company, she saw Dr. Brooke and waved to him. But not only did she wave, but looked back over her shoulder twice to smile at him. The suitor became jealous and even reprimanded her. Dr. Brooke's infatuation with Felicia was now at its peak he hurried home and began to keep a journal of his feelings for her and detailing in it his plans to win her heart. When the Christmas season came around and Dr. Brooke received an invitation to a lavish Christmas Eve ball, he took the opportunity and lovingly crafted a letter to his beloved Felicia asking her to attend the ball with him. She accepted. Some days later, a friend of Dr. Brooks, well-known womanizer Charles Wilson, came to visit him. During their visit, Wilson asked if Dr. Brooke had any plans for Christmas Eve, as he wanted company at a local pub for that evening. He was certain his awkward and unattractive companion would be alone, as usual. To his surprise, Dr. Brooke informed him that he did indeed have plans, ones that involved the most sought-after woman in the city. Wilson was not only shocked, but also very jealous. He, too, had tried his charms on Felicia, to no avail. Wilson expressed his disbelief, and was trying to talk Dr. Brooke out of what he called his fantasies when a woman burst in, informing the doctor of a medical emergency which necessitated his immediate attention. On his way out the door, Dr. Brooke produced Felicia's letter of acceptance to the ball and handed it to Wilson. Angry and more jealous than ever, Wilson started going through Dr. Brooke's belongings and discovered the journal wherein his friend... Had disclosed all of his feelings, hopes, and dreams for a future with Felicia Clayton. Vindictive and nasty Wilson went home and proceeded to author a letter to Felicia's father. In it, he disclosed their plans for the ball and made his friend look as bad as possible, including implications that Dr. Brooke was not only old, unhealthy, and a bad catch for any woman, let alone the most eligible girl in town, but that he was also mentally unstable. Mr. Clayton received Wilson's letter and wrote one of his own to Dr. Brooke. Come that Christmas Eve of 1910, Dr. Brooke dressed in an expensive and elegant long purple velvet coat, an embroidered waistcoat, "'and fashionably long, narrow trousers. "'He smoked a pipe and waited "'until the time finally came to see his dearest, "'when a knock came at the door with a boy "'delivering the letter for Mr. Clayton. "'In it, Clayton lied "'and said Felicia had accepted his invitation out of pity "'and that she had wanted nothing to do with Brooke.' The letter also disclosed the following. It is of utmost impropriety for a man of fifty to be indulging in romantic delusions about a girl thirty years his junior. I warn you to cease annoying my daughter and act with the dignity befitting your age and station. If you persist in trying to win her attentions, it will be at great social and professional cost to you. Following the reading of the letter, Dr. Brooke, devastated and completely distraught, died of a heart attack hours later. As he fell to the floor, he took down with him a clock on the mantelpiece. When the clock crashed to the floor, it broke and stopped at Dr. Brooke's time of death. 10.50 I guess you could say he quite literally died of a broken heart. It is said that Felicia ignored her father's commands and went to the ball to look for Dr. Brook anyway. It seems she was quite touched by his letter. When she could not find him, she left the ball, much to the dismay of the males in attendance. Since then, it is believed that the spirit of Humphrey Brook haunts the house on Clarence Street each Christmas Eve. There are strange rappings, an angry voice that curses and cries out from within. Many a passerby have claimed to have seen a man, around fifty years old, dressed in Victorian-era clothing, wandering on the street, outside the house. If you'd like to learn more about the subjects featured on the Cabinet of Curiosities, please do visit our website, Cabinet of Curiosities You can find all past episodes on the website or on iTunes. You can even find us on Facebook. I'm your host, Sarah Troop. Thanks for listening sto oh.